With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. All right, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you back here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having a great Saturday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. And yesterday, I, I meant to say, I, I'm remissive here because I meant to bring this up at the beginning. I am sorry mm-hmm. about your loss, the 76ers last night. That's two bad losses in a row. They went to Dallas and couldn't get it going offensively, although Embiid actually played pretty well. Uh, but a 107-98 loss. And the reason I bring it up is those that don't know, Michael recommitted his faith to the 76ers yesterday officially on the show. So that must have been a mm-hmm. tough one for you to take on a Friday night. Well, I, I kind of thought that Dallas would win that game. I mean, especially I think Dallas's defense clamped down on them late in the fourth quarter uh, for all Embiid's efforts. And when you can't shoot well like they didn't, I mean, Danny Green, you know, Danny Green hasn't shot well all season for Philly, and they got to recount on him to do that. I thought Thibel was really good on Doncic, and then, you know, they went to Danny Green on him, which didn't really look like a very good idea. So, you know, the season moves on. It'll be interesting this week. I mean, you can feel the – Patrick, you can feel the trade winds are blowing, you know, and, and just reading the tea leaves, to me, the Nets admitting that they're willing to make a move. I think the Nets realize he doesn't want to sign back there. And the Nets have this situation that's going on. Do they trade him? Do they just get their team together? What do they do? And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was hardened action at the trading deadline. I really wouldn't. I, I don't disagree. They lost their seventh straight last night. The Nets, 120, blown out, 125-102. I understand that Kevin Durant's not there. And Kevin Durant does so much for that team, not just offensively but defensively. Uh, but Kyrie and Harden not getting it done. Harden is banged up to give him a little bit of a pass. But this team's playing yeah. horribly. And by the way, as you and I talked about on the way going out last night, they're still your second betting favorite to win a championship. So that is the well, dichotomy between the regular season and the postseason. You know, when you look at their team, I mean, obviously they just feel like at any moment they could turn it on. But when you look at the stats and the numbers of their team, it's really not very impressive. I mean, they they really are not very good. I mean, they're right in the middle of the pack in a lot of areas when you go to cleaning the glass statistics and see where they are, you know, and they haven't had their team together. And so because, you know, Irving can only play on the road games in certain city states, that's a problem. And, you know, I mean, how do you develop any chemistry? How do you develop any continuity? And I think defensively when, when Garnett's not in there, I mean, excuse me, when Durant's not in there, they're just not the same team. I think you're right, too, as far as the trade deadline coming up on the 10th, so just five days away. You know another big name that could be on the move, Michael, and that's Dame Lillard. 
the Portland yeah. Trailblazers. He wants to stay on the West Coast, but the Trailblazers have been awful under Chauncey in his first year. They host the Bucks tonight. The Trailblazers are 21 and 32. They've lost four straight, six of seven overall. They did make the trade. They traded Norman Powell and, and Rocco, your boy Robert Covington, for Bledsoe yep. and Winslow. So they've already started to kind of deconstruct that roster, and Dame could be next. You know, Dame is the trailblazer. So it would be odd to see him playing anywhere else, but you know, he's 31 years old and he can really benefit a team. Now he hasn't played since what January 15th and he had that abdominal surgery, uh, but he'll be back this year. Yeah. And, and I mean, they made the point that they want to build this team around Simmons. So, you know, I, I think when you look at them and you break them down and you say, okay, where, where are we going? How are we going to fix this? The new general manager, he's the interim guy. Is he going to be able to, to put together this team and, and I think, you know, they, they, they feel like Simmons is the Anthony Simmons, not Ben Simmons. Anthony Simmons is is the guy that they gives them the chance to if they can get a huge bunch of assets along, they can reconstruct this team in their own way. But if you're in the interim, are you going to be able to see this vision all the way through? There's a lot of uncertainty in Portland. And the Bucks, they open a four-game swing tonight in Portland. Let me just set that number up quickly. Uh, the Bucks at the Trailblazers. This number opened seven and a half. It's been bet up to ten and a half. We actually have it officially. It might be stale. We've got an eight and a half here. Everybody else has it ten and a half for good reason. Yeah. First off, the Trailblazers lost last night at home to the Thunder. Okay, 96-93. That's the second loss uh, to the Thunder this year by the Trailblazers, who continue to spiral. And the Bucks, who, you know, they've won five of seven. And the weird, the weird thing about the Bucks is last Sunday at home, they lost by, what, 36 to the Nuggets. And that kind of refocused Giannis. And Giannis had a triple-double uh, last yeah. time out. So here comes the Bucks laying a big price on the road at the Blazers. You know, and, and what's fascinating about the Blazers is they're 0-3. That used to be a hard court to win a game on. They're 0-3 yeah. in the last three games. They're 3-7 and over the last 10. And, you know, against the spread, they haven't been good, particularly against the spread at home. So, you know, once you make that trade, you know, the players that you receive back, are, you know, they're not going to be able to play, I don't think, typically in the NBA. It takes a while to get them back on the court. So I could see why that line jumped quickly. You're looking for, when regular season betting the NBA for new betters you're looking for situations we call it situational betting and I just wanted to bring this one up Michael this one it, to me Charlotte hosting Miami Miami's in a great spot they got off the schneid their three-game losing streak when they beat San Antonio a couple nights ago and they also got Kyle Lowry back so they're starting yep. to get healthy and get comfortable I watched the Hornets Cavs last night the Hornets lost by one at home they were down 17 in the fourth and came all the way back to take the lead they were emotionally exhausted after that game. They got to turn around and play a rested heat team tonight and the heater lane three and a half on the road at Charlotte. You know, it's funny. The Heat are not as good this year defensively as I thought they would be. You know, now maybe it's because they've had so much d disconnect in terms of their starting lineup with Lowry missing. And and look, Charlotte is has played. You know, they're three games over 500. You know, offensively they can put. They're they're really good offensively. I mean, they they average 27 assists a night. This team, they're really good in terms of but their defense has been the biggest issue and I think that the over at 227 and a half is interesting I mean that's a high over total and I think it's a lot related to the defenses of both teams and to your point the Hornets got Hayward back last night he played limited minutes but Gordon Hayward coming back and LaMelo Ball has just been and I mean the guy is spectacular take a look at his numbers yeah. in his second year uh, 
just another point, which I, a, a professional texted me this morning because he's on the heat. But Butler sat out the fourth quarter in that Thursday win over San Antonio, so he'll be rested as well with Lowry back. Just a note, the Knicks-Lakers quickly. How about two teams that are going the wrong way? The Knicks are 3-7 and seven over their last 10. And how about the Lakers, who are getting desperate here, Michael? They've lost 9 of 13. We haven't seen LeBron in the last five. Uh, they lost to the Clippers on Thursday. Carmelo left that matchup with a hamstring injury. You know, Carmelo's close to my age with a, with a barking hammy. That's not a good spot. Now, they do have the best player on the court tonight in AD, and the Knicks are struggling. But you see the number. That's a short price for a Lakers team hosting a bad Knicks team. Yeah, the Knicks just haven't seen this. Be, I mean, for all the changes they made to the roster with Fournay and all that, their, their defense hasn't been a Thibodeau style of defense. I mean, you know, we know they always struggle to put the ball in the basket, but their defense hasn't been very good. And, and I think that ultimately that's been the cause. This Laker team, I mean, what do you do if you're the Laker team? You, you know, are you going to blow it up? Are you going to trade LeBron at the end of the year? What are you going to do? <laughs> like, AD signed there. Like, I mean, to me, this is, this is fascinating. I mean, they're down this road. They're three games below 500. Do you really think they're going to be able to turn this on? And I, I think it proves the point when you when you end up trying to just collect a bunch of talent together as opposed to building a team. I mean, look, the general manager of the team is LeBron. I mean, let's be real. He wanted he wanted Westbrook. They he signed off on Westbrook. They bring Carmelo back. I mean, all these players that they have in there are all related to. They all ask LeBron, "What do you think?" And the, the, the chemistry, and I, and I thought, to be honest, I thought clearly that, you know, the head coach was going to be really in a lot of trouble last year when he didn't win. I think he's in trouble this year. Yeah, you mentioned Westbrook. There's no chance they can get out from under that contract. That's a done deal. He's staying there, and he's just not a good mix with that team. You mentioned LeBron. LeBron last night said, I'm willing to go wherever my son goes. So, Bronny, who's an up-and-coming stud, LeBron's son, LeBron said, I'm willing to leave the Lakers to play with my son. So, we shall see as that plays out. You mentioned Thibodeau. Just may I ask you, as we're talking the NFL coaching hires as well, Thibodeau is such a special case, and this has happened at every stop, where he gets that first-year bump. There is something innate in him that turns a program around quickly, but he, is, he wears on a team. He, he yep, quickly he sure wears a team out. Yeah, he does. And, and, you know, I mean, Randall hasn't played well, though, this year, Patrick. I mean, I think part of the issue, too, don't you think, is Randall's inability to, to kind of match Absolutely. the numbers that we're used to he was playing. I, I think that's all that I think that's the case. And I think ultimately it's challenging in the NBA when you what they did in the offseason, whatever you if you liked what they did or, you know, my big daddy Vince hated what they did this offseason. Uh -oh. Just FYI, put throw that out there. He didn't like it. You know, he wasn't an Evan Fournay fan. And, and you know, then they make the trade to, you know, to bring in, uh, you know, to bring in, uh, uh, you know, they trade Kevin Knox away to, to uh, bring in – They brought Kemba, in Kemba yeah, as well. well. They brought Kemba in, which was really no good, and Kemba's b bad knee. So, you know, I think they're going to trade Mitchell Robinson. There's a lot of talk about that one, you know, and uh, whether they get what they get value for him or not, it remains to be seen. But, but to me – this, the pieces just haven't fit together, have they? No. I mean, they popped last year. What do you, what do you uh, attribute that pop from a coach than quickly the team wears and tires of him? What do you put on that with Thibodeau? I, I think because he's so relentless defensively that you, you, when you don't match that level of the defense and then when they make the trade for Kemba, who's got the bad knee, can he play good enough defense? Is Fournay good enough defensively? You know, I think those are two issues. You, you know, when you build a team and, and – 
you know, when you look at it, has you know they they picked the t- Toppin in the first round. You know, where is he? You know, he's only playing 15 minutes a night, and you know he was a guy that they were counting on to be really a, a big time player for him. Yeah, Obi Toppin, a local kid that hasn't popped. That's 100% right. So the Knicks right now, I'll set you up on the number. We'll get Mike Palm in here. The Lakers are laying two off a three and a half opener. So the Knicks getting bet here. And the total has dropped from 215 and a half to a low 213. All right. That's the association coming up next here on the Lombardi line. Mike Palm joins us in studio. We continue just eight days away. Super Bowl 56. We'll get there. We'll get there together. We come back here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. You see it right there. Get 10 bucks when you instantly sign up when you use that promo code Vegas1000 and up to a $1000 bonus. It's first.com/guide, but the information is all available at vsen.com/horses. It's vsen.com/horses. Okay, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Meyer here in Vegas, joined by our friend and a surprise, Mike Palm. One half of Odds On with Amal Shaw joins us now. Hi, Mike. Good morning. How are you? Good, Good morning, morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. Good morning to all our Nesson viewers. Peekaboo Marquee, we see you. Great to join you guys again. It's nice to see you. Uh, Mike, I, I'd like to start off our conversation with something Amal said on Thursday. He said that and you would know better than I because you're with him every day. He said that he's probably been too hard on Jimmy Garoppolo. Your thoughts? Yeah, the quote was, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't as bad as I've made him out to be. 
Right. Well, <laughs> what's the premise? Who is that a comment on? I, he certainly he can't be a Johnny come lately on that opinion. He slept through the NFC Championship game, Michael. I, I opened up with an unpopular opinion, a different take on the game, and he said, "Well, uh, full disclosure, I slept through it." There, in fairness, there were two games on Sunday, and I don't know if he could be expected to watch both. You know, here's here's what I said, Michael. I said, because I figured he was going to rip on Jimmy G. I mean, that's where, that's where I was anticipating he was going to go. I was prepared for it on Thursday, too. I said, Jimmy G had nothing to do with 49ers not making the Super Bowl. Jimmy G, in the words of Denny Green, was who he thought he was going to be. I mean, it's the defense. If you're the San Francisco 49ers defense, you know what you have as a quarterback. You don't let the Rams have a nine-and-a-half-minute touchdown drive in the first half. You don't let the Rams score on the final three possessions of the game to come back from a 10-point deficit. You just have to be better. I mean, what people say, oh, we can't believe Trent Dilfer didn't throw for 400 yards, and that's why the Ravens lost. I mean, it's you know what you have. And you can't, you can't be so bad on third down as they were, which they were in Tennessee. All the stars, you accurately say, it have to align if you're the 49ers. The margin, and you can't, Mike, also, you could throw another, you can't. You can't not run the ball. If you know when you have Jimmy G, you can't be a team that can't run the football. And so, you know, they have no one to blame but their entire team. And you can't just blame one player. Not only a family man, host of Odds On, but also an executive over at Circa. Curious, how's the money coming in? And are you having liability? We just talked to Carl Johnson. He's got liability on the Bengals big time. Yeah, well, let's start with your first point. Family man. We'll be welcoming Michael, our daughter, hopefully sometime early Tuesday morning. They're going to induce my wife at 10 o'clock. We check into Summerlin Hospital at 10 p.m. Monday night. And then they'll go through the process of inducing her. So hopefully in the early morning hours. February uh, 8th, Tuesday, 2022. 2822 will be the birthday. 2822. Like Demi, Demi Rose Palm. Demi, Demi Rose Palm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2222. No, 2822. Yeah, we missed 2-2. <laughs> nah, that was the Washington Commanders yeah. unveiled. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 had the, they had the numbers. Well, congratulations. Yeah, we, thank you very much. Back to your question. Uh, you know, the action in the future market, we have liability on Stafford with the Rams. So, of course. Um, we're, we're probably going to need the, the Bengals. I mean, Michael, my opinion on this game is, is, is that it's a mismatch. I think, you know, Cincinnati hasn't seen a defensive front. Uh, like the Rams, and that's where they're going to have trouble protecting Burrow here. I, I, I thought four was light. I think four and a half is light. I think $2 on the money line is extremely cheap. But mm-hmm. we haven't seen a lot of action on this game yet, uh, on specifically on this game. Michael, I think this year the explosion in the prop market will be incredible. I mean, I think there'll be more volume on props by a factor of two or three than ever before. One, because wow. there's simply so many more offered. But two, the level of interest in this game, let's just say it's not – peak for a Super Bowl. Yeah, right. it's not two big brands, to be yeah. fair. Well, for, you got yeah, an and, LA. I, and I think the the props are so engaging, and it gives you an, it's a, like fantasy football, really. It's like, you know, you're playing fantasy football with these prop bets, and it's so engaging every single week, and I think it's a, it's a, it's another way that the, that the betters become entertained and watch the game in a different light. I agree with you, and I, I agree with you you know, when, when this first, the number, when we were, we asked the number last Sunday before the games were played and they said it was three and a half. I, I thought my initial reaction was that was light. I mean, how can since, how can Kansas City be a touchdown favorite and stay that way almost the entire week and the Rams only be three and a half? It, it didn't make sense to me. 
Yeah, and it's both both road games for the Bengals. You know, speaking of these props, we have a very at circa a very expansive market on first touchdown score. I yeah. mean, we listing linemen and everybody. We're taking steam on Buddy Howell. <laughs> but Buddy Howell, the f- the fourth running back for the Rams in 2001, we got a major sweat on our hands here. We got a half a million dollars in liability if he scores the first touchdown. Where are you? He on? might not even be active, though, well, Mike. He might not be active. That's you know, what that, we're hoping. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's the very much what All bets hoping. are action here, Michael. All bets are action. Yeah, where, Read the wow. fine print. Where are you on total sacks, Rams D? I got two and a half here at the South Point, 140 juice on the over. Yeah, we haven't come out with that yet, the team, the team ones yet, but I think that 140 you might see that go go to 170 I was gonna say I, I thought it was dude, aren't you surprised it's not three three and a half even yeah right I mean the the Tennessee technically tacked, sacked him 11 times there were two that didn't two, even count two, two and a half is yeah. right here's but, a, here's, a, here's a prop again, I like Michael I want to give ahead, you Michael, one prop ahead. I like I like Patrick's boy Matthew Stafford anytime touchdown at eight to one McVay loves sneaking this guy, especially in the playoffs. He does. He yeah. does. He really, really does. And Stafford's a pretty good sneaker yeah. as well. Um, eight to one? Eight anytime? to one. Anytime touchdown. That's a pretty good play right there. That's I like that number. too. Yeah, I like it as well. Hey, we should, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, I'm seeing right down there, oh, Dean, Dean yeah. Dome, the last yeah. time for Coach K. But when you think Dean Dome, you only think about your BFF. Yeah, that's Dean my, Smith. That, he was my hero going growing up, Michael, you know, and I saw the other night when they were having the UCLA Arizona game, they had Shashevsky's record against all the North Carolina coaches, <laughs> right? Remember 14 and 24 against Dean Smith mm-hmm. when we talk about Coach K. But I'm a, just a kid growing up in Iowa and I idolized these North Carolina teams and Dean Smith. I used to write Dean Smith a letter every year after the season was over, and he would send me a North Carolina yearbook. He would send me an autographed picture. So you know, cool. what I mean, the man taking the time to answer all this fan mail. And uh, so then they had a home and home with Iowa in, in the, the, the late 80s, and the return trip uh, was to Iowa City. And the tickets sold out in like five minutes. It was an ABC game of the week on a Saturday. We could, My dad tried to get tickets. We couldn't get tickets. I was so disappointed. Um, and, and so it's the Monday before the Saturday game, and I'm at home after school. The phone rings, and it's a woman with a southern accent. She said, can I speak to Mr. Ronald Palm? I said, well, that's my dad. He's not home from work yet. Can you take a message for Mr. Palm? This is so-and-so from Coach Dean Smith's office in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Can you let Mr. Palm know that we are in receipt of his letter, and we have three tickets behind the North Carolina bench incri- I mean, for Saturday's game in Iowa That's amazing she, and then she goes on and she says, and Coach Smith would like Mr. Palm to know that we'll be arriving at the Holiday Inn in Iowa City around 6 p.m. on Friday if he and his family would like to meet him. So wow. well, I took the day off of school. We drove down. We got a room at the Holiday Inn in Iowa City. They had played in the Meadowlands on Thursday night. This is a strange story. Their luggage got sent, the teams, to the Bahamas. They didn't even know until an hour before the game they were going to have their uniforms. They were going to wear the Iowa Road uniforms in the game because they had no uniforms. But anyhow, they get into Iowa City. They check it in. They're in the lobby. We're just standing there. We're just standing there. Someone walks over and says, oh, are you the Palm family? Come meet Coach Smith. And he says, look, we're running late. Is there any way, if you have time, you could have dinner with us tonight? We'd, we'd love to have dinner. My father, my mother, and I had dinner with oh Dean Smith, Bill Guthridge, and the ABC team calling the game that day, Gary Bender and Joe B. Hall. 
It, it's, that, that's so, an incredible it's so benevolent, it almost seems I hope made you up. saved that ticket. I hope you saved that ticket. I, ho- I, I really do, because that's it. an incredible story. Yes. You know, the, the fact that, that he's just so generous of his time and – and, and, you know, and look, he just basically endeared himself and North Carolina's program to someone in Iowa, and that just continues to spread. That's an amazing story. You could do nothing for him. There was no, no. reason. The, the benevolence is out of control. I did write a yeah. letter to the sports writers on TV, and the, and, and the marquee fans would know about this. Remember that show with Joust and, and Gleason, <laughs> and, and Tellender was the young guy? Yes. And they were ripping on Dean Smith for only having won one national title at the time. I remember I was 14 years old, and I wrote a letter in saying how long they, wrong they were, and they read it on the air. That is incredible. Yeah, I was in eighth grade at the time. I mean, now if you were around, you could get them a front row seat at Stadium Swim. Yeah, I could. But at the yeah. time, <laughs> it wasn't really. I couldn't do anything Dean for him. Dean was doing it from the goodness of his heart. That's a great story. It really, I love that story. story. That's a powerful story. It really is. He was an incredible man. I Curry Kirkpatrick did a, a profile on him. You know that he was very anti-death penalty. He used to take his teams once a year to play a pickup game against the mm-hmm. death row inmates. In North yeah. Carolina. I remember them interviewing James Worthy about it. He says, these guys were all killers getting ready to be sentenced to death, and they told us to call our own fouls. <laughs> <laughs> it is wow. tremendous. Uh, Great story. You got to play for us? I like Texas Tech to make the Final Four. Michael, Mark Adams, one of the best defensive coaches in the country. This team has already beaten Kansas, beaten Baylor. This guy had success wherever he went. Waylon Baptist, Texas Pan American, Howard. I think they're great at plus 675 to make the Final Four. Texas Tech love plus, it. I plus love 675. It. You can go to Circa and lay that number right now. Mm-hmm. And Texas Tech love laying it. four and a half at West. West Virginia is terrible. Laying four and a half on the road today. Mike Palm. You're the best. Thank, Thank you, buddy. You so Appreciate much, Mike. it. That was awesome. Appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, Thomas Gable next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the big game's right around the corner. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. Has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip here in Nevada. Bring your state-issued ID. You're ready to bet within minutes. Got to be 21 years or older, physically located here in the state of Nevada. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we got you back here. Lombardi Line, Bond has a quick poll for us, which will be live until tomorrow, Michael Lombardi. So let me give you that quickly and we'll welcome in Uh-oh. Thomas Gable. Yes. Who would you bet on to win the MVP of Super Bowl 56? It's Stafford, the favorite, at plus 115. You've got Joe Burrow at plus two and a quarter, plus 225. Cooper Cup sitting six to one. Jamar Chase is 16 to one. Again, you can go to at VEASAN Live. Vote, and we'll have the results tomorrow. Thomas Gable joins us now from a very, very inclement and cold and blizzardy. Uh, I think it's, are you locked in there at the Borgata, Thomas? He runs the race and sports book, of course, at the Borgata. Are you kind of confined to the casino now? No, no, we're, we're okay here. It's just cold. Um, no precipitation or anything like that. It's just cold. I think the, the main issue today was the icing. Uh, the temperatures dropped dramatically overnight, and with all the snow melt from last weekend snor- storm, uh, people, I think, were worried about how icy it was going to be, but yeah, no, no issues with the weather. Good. I'm happy to hear it. And we do have, Michael, two Des Moines plays coming up in just a little bit from our Love guy that. TG. So looking forward to getting those. He's been red hot. Uh, quickly on the Super Bowl, so where are you sit inside in total? 
Uh, Rams laying four and a half, total forty eight and a half, and uh, ticket count and uh, money very very even here. Um, we're very balanced on the money. The, the Bengals hold a slight edge in ticket count, but uh, money's almost fifty fifty. A little bit of liability on the um, Bengals money line, but that's to be expected. You you always um, tend to get uh, people taking the dog on the money line for the Super Bowl. So, uh, but yeah, no, nothing. No real liability to speak of, and even in this uh, future market, uh, with these two teams, we're in good shape uh, with both there. Uh, no liability on either, so um, we're we're heading into this uh, in pretty good shape. How about the prop market? Anything getting hit early there at the Borgata? Yeah, so I we didn't do like one big drop uh, as as some books do with their Super Bowl props. They kind of put them up uh, as we go. So, you know, we start out with the player props, the, the basic player props that you would see every week. Um, the one that got hit uh, early here was uh, Joe Burrow passing attempts. Uh, people were hitting the under there. That's uh, moved down to 36 and a half. Uh, but first TD score, um, and, and just to put a little disclaimer on this, and I think we talk about this almost every Super Bowl, if you're betting the first TD score market, uh, the the quarterbacks always seem to take action, and uh, no different here. We we have people betting Burrow um, and Stafford, and and we have the the overall first TD score, and then you also have the Rams' first touchdown score and the Bengals' first touchdown score. So three separate markets there. Um, but if you're betting the quarterbacks, remember, this is a market the quarterback actually has to score the touchdown. This is not the quarterback to throw the touchdown. This is, if you're betting Stafford, Stafford has to run it in or obviously catch a pass uh, potentially to score. So if you're betting that market, just uh, be careful because it seems that every year people seem to have uh, uh, misnomers about what that actually means when they're betting the quarterback in the first touchdown score market. Oh, it's it's a perfect clarification. So, you right now, you're going to need just like our buddy Jick Jack Johnson down at the Beauvoir. It looks like you're probably going to need Cincinnati, but you still have a ton of bets coming in over the next eight days. Yeah, I mean, there's no real decision. We're on the side for us at this point. It's it's so balanced uh, with the money, um, you know. And like I said, a little bit more. Um, on the Bengals' money line, so if the Rams went out right as as we sit now, not bad. But uh, yeah, I mean, right now it's we're in great shape for the game, but obviously a lot of handle to come in. I mean, the, these aren't this isn't a a game here, a matchup where uh, all of America is clamoring to that would normally clamor to bet this this matchup. So. Uh, I think the prop market's going to be very, very big. Um, it continues to grow every year for this game to the point where you're basically writing more on, on props. The handles for the prop market is bigger than the game itself. Um, and, you know, I think we saw last year kind of the same thing where we had more money written on props than we did the game until game day. Uh, but this year I think um, this could finish out with uh, more money being bet on props than the game itself. Yeah, I got a feeling that this prop thing, because the game is so kind of not not have passion on both sides, that the passion lies with trying to figure out how to way to beat the book on the props. Yeah, and and there's just so many, and people are, and listen, I think. 
the the online uh, apps, they uh, you know this is something that they do a lot. You know, every week it, it's become a, a regular thing for them, where they have so many props up on every single game. So people are used to that. People are used to betting props, especially you know if people are coming from you know DFS world or you know playing fantasy. They're you know that's what appeals to them. So um, you know, and then. When you have the Super Bowl here, where we have two weeks uh, of time to put up uh, as many props as we do, it, it appeals to a lot of people. People love going through those packets of props and, and thumbing through and finding ones that ones that they like. Okay, TG, you know what people want from you, and that's another winner mm-hmm. in the Des Moines special, and you've been red hot. You've been white hot, man. Uh, you've got two mm. plays today, which we appreciate, and we're going to start with Towson. Yeah, you're going to lay five and a half against Northeastern here. Let's start with Towson. Yep. So Towson uh, laying the five and a half. They're 17 and six on the season, eight and two in the Colonial Athletic Conference. They're taking on Northeastern, who they have not won a game since December 7th. Uh, Towson's led by uh, Nick Timberlake. No relation to Justin, I don't believe. But <laughs> he's, uh, he's averaging 14.3 points per game and 4.7 rebounds. And they have two other double-digit scores on the team. But more importantly, they are a very good road team. They are 11-1 ATS in their last 12 road games. Uh, And not much was very expected of Towson coming into the season, but here they sit in second place in the conference. They've returned three starters from last year's team, and they brought in four transfers who've really gelled with the returning players. Um, Now, Northeastern, on the other hand, they've had very little success this year. They're 0-11 in the conference. They turn the ball over a lot on offense, and it's just overall they're a very poor offensive team in general. So we're going to lay the five and a half here with Towson. And, and just just for the record here, Ken Palm has this an eight-point game, so there you go. There you go. You got you got a little wiggle there. All right, next one, we're going to go deep into the rotation. 306-027, Campbell, SC Upstate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're the best, Thomas Gable. Let's go. You're going to lay two and a half with Campbell? Yeah, so this actually has moved um, since I put this together. So this is maybe um, I would dial back on this one here. Um, Head to the Big South, and this is not Patrick's alma mater. This is the University of South Carolina Upstate Spartans here hosting hosting the Fighting Camels of uh, Campbell. Uh, Now, Campbell were four-and-a-half-point road favorites here. This is when I was looking at this game, and uh, play would have been USC Upstate there at uh, getting the four-and-a-half. But Campbell five and four in the Big South, 12-and-eight overall. And coming off a 64-58 loss to Presbyterian, uh, they were two-point favorites in that game, lost that outright by six. Meanwhile, the Spartans there are 7-2 and two in the conference, and they're really playing well after some shaky early season play. They've been shooting the ball well from three. They defend three well, but their overall defense is, is lacking. Uh, I do like them here. Uh, I certainly like them getting the four-and-a-half at home, especially with how they've been playing in conference play, and they've done well in the dog role lately. Now it's down to two-and-a-half, so I, it's almost a stay away for me at this point, so I apologize on that one that that one's moved. You're 9-3 and three on the year. Do you want to just eliminate that and go with Towson just to keep that record pristine? Yeah, yeah, we'll just do mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, you go see upstate at this point, it just, it, you know, two-and-a-half would be a no-play. Thomas, quickly, uh, where are you on Georgetown? I mean, it just doesn't seem to get any better this year, huh? No, it does not. No, it does not. So, you know, it's 
whether or not they move on from Ewing at the end, we'll see. I mean, it's it's tough, uh, you know, with Ewing, and I think in general the Georgetown has gone quite a few years here where they have not recruited well inside the DMV, which, you know, if you're not recruiting well in your own backyard, that's a problem. And then people thought, you know, that might change with Ewing coming in. Uh, but, again, it, unless you're establishing those relationships with the AAU uh, coaches that really kind of control where those recruits go, um, you know, I thought when Ewing first got there, he was making headways into that, but it's uh, it's been an, a struggle. No, the wheels have come off, TG, I'm sorry to say. He is the race yeah. and sportsbook director. The wheels have not come off the Des Moines play because he's red hot. Thank you, TG. We'll talk to you Let's tomorrow. Let's go, Towson. Let's go, Towson. Beaston.com slash Super Bowl free guide right now. Check it out. We come back. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports, College Hoops. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, all the action you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now. Use that bonus code VSIN, V-S-I-N 1000, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000 when you register. New bettors over at BetMGM. You're also going to get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted specials, and more. Again, up to $1,000 first risk-free bet for 1000 bucks. It's VSIN 1000 is the code. Okay. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Got you back here. 150 games 
across the college landscape today. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. We're joined now by Fox Sports College Hoops analyst Aaron Torres. Aaron, first off, thank you, buddy. Appreciate having you. And we have to start Chapel Hill, of course. Coach K's last visit to the Dean Dome. Two teams, Duke, North Carolina, both having won four straight coming into the matchup. I've got three with Duke laying it and a total of 151 and a half. Aaron, what's your take on Duke, North Carolina? I think there's a lot of variables, and, and it's one of those, you know, and guys, I know you do this every single day where it's the biggest game. Everybody wants to have a side. Everybody wants to have action. And it's one where I'm going to be the worst guest in the history of your show because I'm going to come on right away and say I don't love either side. And the reason is, you know, Duke in, – in, look, I think Duke's the better team. I think there's no doubt. Uh, but to your point, Carolina's playing better. Uh, they've obviously won a bunch straight, most of them at home. Duke, this is their third straight road game. And I know they haven't played since Monday, and I know it's only a short drive. But that starts to wear on you. You know, you talk to people in this, this business, you know, you just, you just want to be in front of those home fans at some point. So, to me, I think Duke is clearly the better team. I think the size up front could give Armando Baycott from North Carolina some difficulties. But I also look at the fact that this is the third straight uh, road game for Duke. Carolina is obviously going to be jazzed. I would lean Duke, but don't, don't love it necessarily in terms of, uh, you know, one of my favorite plays of the day. Where do you think Duke can go? I mean, they're the best defense in the ACC. Obviously, Miami's offense this year has been remarkable, and they're the best. But where do you think this Duke team will end up once we get into March? Well, um, you know, I think, I mean, the ceiling is, you know, Mike, there was a stretch last week against Louisville. I don't know if you guys had it on in studio or if you were still on air. But there was about a six-minute stretch, probably middle of the second half, where they played at a level that, you know, to me, I, I don't know that anybody can get to when, when Duke plays at that level, like number one team in the country, national championship, good level. Uh, you know, I think the problem with them is they rely a lot on freshmen, which we know historically is not the, 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 the path to success in the tournament. They, their older guys, remember, did not play in the tournament last year, and I know it's a little bit of a different deal because there was no fans last year, but it's just a different deal. And so freshman point guards, best player is a freshman, basically nobody with experience on that roster with the NCAA tournament. But the thing you can also say is you look at a lot of these teams at the top, right? You know, Kentucky didn't play in the tournament last year. Arizona didn't play in the tournament last year. So maybe that's not as much of a factor this year. But to answer your question directly, I mean, I think they can be in New Orleans on that final weekend playing for a national title. Uh, but, again, it's just it's going to be a very freshman-heavy team, and they're going to have to rely on guys who have never been there before to win games in the tournament. Aaron Torres joins us, Fox Sports Radio. First off, don't ever apologize for laying off a game. Sometimes the bet yeah. you don't make is the best bet. And the the game I want to ask you about, the game I'm looking forward to, I mentioned 150-plus games today, but Allen Fieldhouse, Baylor, and Kansas. I cannot wait for this one, Aaron. Uh, we've got Kansas laying two. Two teams that are banged up, although Abaji should be back. He cleared protocols for Kansas. Yeah, you know, and Kansas obviously, look, has not been they, – they really haven't been great most of the, the probably the last two or three weeks, I mean, obviously get embarrassed last week against Kentucky. Week, uh, you know, game before you play Texas Tech, you need a, a two overtimes. You need an Abaji basically buzzer beater to tie the game to go to a second overtime. Um, but, but to your point, you know, this Baylor team, I think they're really good. I, I'll say this, I never really bought the hype that they were anything on par with last year. And that's not a knock on this year's team. They're really good. They just, last year, just all the stars aligned, and that was a really, really, really special Baylor group. And so I do think going on the road, 
We saw them on the road last week against Alabama. Um, that would be a, a big concern for me. Kansas kind of needs this one, right? They, they need to get back on track. They need to start picking up these big wins. Because if you kind of look at Kansas's resume, they, they really didn't do a ton in the out-of-conference. Uh, and in-conference, like I said, it, it, they've been fine, but this is the kind of time of the year where they kind of really got to start turning on the Jets. So I would lean Kansas at home. You know, again, Baylor, another team. Couple rely on a couple freshmen, a couple younger guys going on the road. The, the wings, Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sochan. So, to me, I would lean Kansas in this one. You know, Aaron, we just had Mike Palm on, who does a great job. He has his uh, his show on our network and does a really good job studying and breaking down college basketball. And he he threw one out there that I found really interesting. He loves Texas Tech from the Big Twelve to potentially be a Final Four team. What are your thoughts on that? I love it for Mike. I really do. Um, you know, it's so funny, right? And look, I know last this past game that when they played the other day against Texas, it was emotional, all that stuff. But it's so funny because, first of all, you know, I, I talked to Mark Adams probably a month, six weeks after he took that job, and he said to me, you know, he made a point. He said, "Look, this is my my first time coaching at this level. This is my sixth time taking over a program, and this is a guy who's won a junior college. Uh, I think it was either won a junior college national championship and went to like." two D3 Final Fours, but he won a D2 Final Championship and went to a JUCO Final Four. But he's basically coached at every level. Um, great story. Just, you know, kind of was out of basketball. Chris Beard brings him back in. Chris Beard wants him to come to Texas. He stays at Texas Tech knowing that there's no guarantee that he was going to get the job. But what I like about him and that program is, one, it shows how much the players love him, that really two marquee players, three, four, really, Kevin McCuller, uh, you know, TJ Shannon specifically decided to play to stay and play for him. But two, as a guy who follows the sport 365 days a year, Texas really made some big waves in the transfer portal, getting kind of all-conference caliber players and about three, four, five of them. Texas Tech, meanwhile, got a bunch of guys that you kind of look at on paper and, you know, this guy averaged 10 points here and this guy averaged seven and a half and five rebounds there. But what Mark Adams did was he brought in complementary pieces, role players, things of that nature, and you could see it the other night. They just—they're a much more cohesive team, a much, uh, I think, more advanced team. And part of it is he did keep some guys that were in the program from a year ago. But I am so on board with Mike. I think it's a great pick from him. Is is I look at that team and. I'll even say this. I mean, I don't. I don't have the Big Twelve standings in front of me, but Baylor, I think, is not what I don't think they they are what we they were you know purported to be two three weeks ago. I think Kansas is still figuring things out. Uh, the fact that that uh, you know that that Texas Tech has already won at Baylor. The fact that Texas Tech beat Kansas at home and then probably should have beat them at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. I don't know if they're the definitive best team in the Big Twelve. But to Mike's point, you know, if you're looking for a future on a team that can probably get to New Orleans at the very least, I think Texas Tech is a great, great, great value. In Tech's lane four and a half on the road at West Virginia today. Let's go Big 12 to the Pac-12. Last one for you, Aaron. USC, Arizona. This number's jumped up to 10 and a half, 11 with Arizona laying it. This is an interesting spot for Arizona. Obviously, the huge win over UCLA on Thursday night. And here comes USC, a hell of a rebounding team. Uh, you got 11 Arizona lane at hosting USC. Which side are you on here? Yeah, it's interesting. I was actually at the Arizona-UCLA game on Thursday. Really emotional, just great, loud, crazy environment. And Arizona needed that win. Um, you know, I, I, I like you guys. I worry about the letdown. 
But I also, you know, and I love SC. I mean, I, I live in L.A. Uh, you know, I know that staff well. I think Danny Enfield, what he's done there at a school that really had no basketball history before he got there, I think is, like, incredibly underrated. But they really, I, I, I find them kind of limited. Um, they're a team that I thought all last year was completely over uh, underrated, excuse me, with Evan Mobley and the guys that they had on that roster. And now I think they're probably a little bit overrated. I mean, if you look at their their body of work, you know, they haven't played UCLA yet. They haven't played Arizona yet. Uh, their best out-of-conference win is probably against San Diego State, which is a fringe tournament team at best right now. And so the number's huge. I would worry about it coming off of the emotion of, of Thursday night, as you just said. Uh, but I also look at it and I kind of sit there and say, you know what, as big as the number is, I would actually probably lean Arizona there. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio College Basketball Analyst, did a great job. Thank you, Aaron. Enjoy the basketball Aaron, thank today. you so much. Appreciate you. No problem, fellas. Thank you very much. Have a great morning. Thank you very much as well. Just a quick note, Michael, on Baylor, Kansas. Yeah. So, Cryer and Flagler, who are two of their top three scorers, are game-time decisions. Uh, Scott Drew said, I think they're going to play because it comes down to pain tolerance. Uh, but that those are two huge misses if they weren't so uh, stay on Twitter. Keep updated as far as the status yep. of Flagler and Cryer for Baylor today. You know, it's Kansas. important. It, yeah, it's important because Baylor's so good offensively. I mean, I think, you you know, that's the one thing they're they're really good. They just aren't the same team defensively, obviously losing some of those players. I, I, I think Aaron's right. And I love the Mike Palm pick of Texas Tech because when you just look all around, the, the Big 12, which is the most competitive conference right now, according to a lot of people, that, that Texas Tech's good in both phases. Well, that is two hours of a broadcast that you've completed. Now get back to your curling. You're going to watch some curling today? I, I, I am going to watch a lot of <laughs> curling, and I'm going, to, I'm going to watch probably the 51 championship game on YouTube or something like that. So it'll be fun. I have a little football on this day. There's no doubt. Well, we'll be back at it tomorrow, Michael Lombardi. I'll see you then, okay? Thank you, Patrick. Okay, thank, you, uh, th thank you, Stephen Bond. Yes. You know, I'm going to give my love, my man some love. We work for him. Thank you, Stephen Bond. M. Lombardi, NFL on Twitter. Want to give him a follow. We'll be back tomorrow. Femi and Amal next. Betting Across America here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.